Today is Thursday, November 11th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast for the rest of your Thursday, partly cloudy, highs around 40. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy with lows 15 to 20. North winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to the southeast after midnight. Friday, cloudy with a slight chance of snow in the morning, then a chance of rain and a slight chance of light freezing rain in the afternoon. Highs 45 to 50. Southeast winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. 50% chance of precipitation. Friday night, breezy and not as cold with mostly cloudy skies. Slight chance of rain in the evening, then chance of rain after midnight. Lows 30 to 35. Southwest winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. 30% chance of rain. Saturday, breezy. Mostly cloudy in the morning, becoming partly cloudy. Highs 45 to 50. West winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow. Lows around 25. Sunday, mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain and snow. Highs 45 to 50. Sunday night and Monday, breezy and mostly cloudy. Lows 35 to 40. Highs 55 to 60. Monday night, breezy, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain. Lows 30 to 35. Tuesday, breezy and cooler. Mostly cloudy, chance of rain with a slight chance of snow. Highs around 45, 30% chance of precipitation. Tuesday night, colder and mostly cloudy. 20% chance of snow, lows 15 to 20, and Wednesday colder and partly cloudy, highs around 35. On Wednesday, the Hill County Commission deliberated for over an hour on whether to approve a subdivision survey. Lodestar Land and Homeowner Mike Winchell wants to create a 10-lot subdivision on 228 acres of agricultural land located east of Haver. All lots would be over 20 acres, and the location is just south of US-2, north of County Road 440, and east of 32nd Avenue East. Winchell says if his plan is approved, he would move to dedicate 32nd Avenue East as a public road, and improvements would be made. The lots could be split up further down the road by those that buy them, but Winchell has proposed putting in a covenant that would not allow split parcels into increments below five acres. It is possible some public utilities could be connected, but no decisions have been made on that front. No vote was taken, and discussions will resume at a meeting on December 2nd. The commission has three choices, approve the survey, approve the survey with conditions, or vote down the survey. The Haver Public Schools Board of Trustees convened Tuesday night for their regular monthly meeting. During the public comment portion of the meeting, Shanitris Allen, a parent of two children in the district, including one at the high school, expressed concern about the alleged incident at the high school on the Friday before Halloween, where a student came to school in black paint. Perhaps maybe we could get a conversation started to where the parents feel like we're being heard or we feel like our children are seen because our children were hurt and nothing was addressed with them. The parent expressed an interest in holding in-person discussions with administration and Superintendent Craig Mueller said he would welcome the opportunity. I'd be open to meeting with you at any time to discuss with you what we have done to this point and how we're going to move forward. The incident remains under investigation by the district. Also at the meeting on Tuesday, Sunnyside Elementary Principal Pax Haslam provided a report. Haslam said this year has been challenging for everyone. Although he says attendance has been around average, they are having a hard time meeting students' social and emotional health needs. Fights that are happening out on the playground or even in the halls is, is something I did not anticipate coming into the school year this year. The amount of foul language and curse words that I'm dealing with all the time, talking to the students, and I've got, it's just, it's overwhelming sometimes, and it's sad. 
He says that during these tough times, it's important to show students love and support whenever possible. We're trying the best that we can and we're giving a lot of hugs and there's a big, big line between discipline and Basically, I don't discipline like a principal. I discipline like a father. And that's what I need to do in my building right now. And so uh, hopefully we're open to solutions. We're open to do what we can, but it, it, it is, it's a clear problem. Haslam says they are working daily to mitigate issues such as bullying, conflict resolution, and hygiene. The Fort Belknap Indian community and other plaintiffs have followed through on their promise to sue the Montana Department of Environmental Quality after the state dismissed a lawsuit against former Pegasus Gold Vice President Phillips Baker Jr., now the president of Hecla Mining. The Montana Free Press has previously reported that if successful, the dropped lawsuit would have labeled Baker a bad actor and forced Hecla to reimburse the state for millions of dollars spent cleaning up the Zortman Landusky mine. The new lawsuit against the DEQ was filed Wednesday in Lewis and Clark County District Court. Pegasus Gold went bankrupt in 1998 and left the state and federal agencies on the hook for millions of dollars in cleanup costs. The Gianforte administration has argued that bad actors are better dealt with through legislative rather than judicial channels. Now taking a look at local COVID updates for today. We will start with Hill County, which yesterday reported 11 new COVID cases, 13 recoveries, and one new hospitalization. Total case count for Hill, 3,413, 55 active, 11 hospitalized, 3,293 recoveries, 65 deaths. Over in Blaine County yesterday, they announced one new COVID case, eight recoveries, and that their active hospitalization count remains at two. Total case count for Blaine, 1,466. 69 active, 1,370 recoveries, 27 deaths, and they will not be holding a walk-in COVID clinic for vaccines today as they're closed in observance of Veterans Day. We did not receive COVID updates from any other counties in our listening area, so we'll move on to state news. And we have not received a statewide COVID update today, likely because it's a federal holiday. So we'll move on to other state news. The Independent Record reports that a Helena man accused of threatening restaurant employees with a gun after being asked to wear a mask has signed a plea agreement with the state attorney general's office. Rodney Robert Smith is expected to admit to disturbing the peace and will have to pay a $50 fine and $75 in fees. Smith was initially charged with felony assault with a weapon, which could have put him behind bars for up to 20 years as well as three misdemeanors. The incident occurred in November 2020 while the state was under a mask mandate. The case was turned over to the attorney general General's office after Lewis and Clark County attorney Leo Gallagher refused to drop two misdemeanor concealed carry charges. A whitefish man accused of defrauding another man of $2.3 million by claiming he was a former CIA agent and needed money to fund off-the-books rescue missions for the CIA, but instead used the money for personal expenses admitted charges Wednesday in U.S. District Court. Matthew Anthony Marshall, 51, pleaded guilty to wire fraud, money laundering, and tax evasion. He faces a maximum 20 years in prison, a quarter million dollar fine, and three years of supervised release on the most serious charge of wire fraud. The government will request restitution totaling over $3 million. Marshall is to be sentenced March 3rd. The government alleged that in the spring of 2013, Marshall began working for the victim in Montana. Marshall convinced the victim that he was a former CIA agent and a former member of an elite force reconnaissance unit in the U.S. Marine Corps who had engaged in covert missions around the world. The victim wired over $2 million to Marshall based on false representations of off-the-books CIA-backed missions. Marshall did not use the money for any missions. Instead, he spent the money on personal expenses and loans and gifts to friends and family members. 
KRTV reports that a 60-year-old man died Tuesday night after being struck by two vehicles while crossing a road in Missoula. A police spokesperson said the victim was crossing Russell Street just before 6 p.m., and while one vehicle swerved to try and avoid hitting the man, two others struck him. The spokesperson says the drivers involved are cooperating with the investigation. Drugs or alcohol are not suspected factors. And now, taking a look at funeral notices for today. Bradley E. Dugdale Sr., 85, passed away due to natural causes at his residence Thursday, October 28th. Cremation has taken place, and memorial services will be held 2 p.m. Friday, November 19th at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church, with Deacon Tim Maroney officiating. William Bill Arvin passed away October 20th. There will be a celebration of life with military honors at the Eagles Club in Haver this Saturday, November 13th at 1 p.m. There will also be a motorcycle ride in his honor. All bikers and non-bikers who would like to participate in this ride are to meet at the 5th Avenue Christian Church parking lot at noon on the 13th. The ride will go from the church to the Eagles with a Haver PD escort. For more information, please call or text Janet Robinson at 406-399-1425. Johanna T. Cato, 87, passed away due to natural causes at Benefice Healthcare on Friday, November 5th. Vigil services began at 6 p.m. tonight, Thursday the 11th, at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church. Funeral Mass will be 11 a.m. tomorrow, Friday, November 12th, also at St. Jude, with Father Daniel Wathen and Deacon Tim Maroney officiating. Memorial donations may be made in Johanna's memory to the St. Jude Education Trust, St. Jude Catholic Church, or the Mark and Johanna Cato Scholarship Endowment at Montana State University. And that's going to do it for your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great and meaningful rest of your Veterans Day. Stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.